Not name the episode. That's a good number because <laughs> there'll be a name. I'll come up with some well, it, AI that's generated thing. Episode twenty two. A good number. Mm. They can see it. Our free episode with guests. Mm. We have some first timers in the room. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Yeah. If you guys want to, feel free to introduce yourselves. No, no, no. Completely anonymous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, feel free to introduce yourself. I am the completely anonymous Josiah. Mm-hmm. No, Cam is playing Arab money off of his phone. <laughs> Stop! Enough! I will karate chop your I leg. I mean, honestly, that kind of makes sense. I'm hyping, I'm hyping you guys up. Stop! I'm the hype oh, you're gonna, you're gonna do your intros over Arab money. Yeah. Uh, is, is it Buster? Yeah. Over some Buster. Introduce yourself. This is gonna be terrible. You'd right. make people cry. It's funny because there's only one Arab in the room. <laughs> <laughs> you is, is he like? Um, Appropriating? Is he stealing your culture right now? I have no idea. I mean, he has no culture himself, so I don't even blame him. For we are Australian. Why did you look heard. at me when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> Cameron's the one playing music. You're the one that's white, white, and more white. Yeah. Whiter than bread. I think other than you, we're all pretty equal white. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. No, he's definitely whiter. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Do you, yeah. you see? Absolutely. I would agree. Yeah, uh, yeah look, So. Like, like, <laughs> let's not start flexing. Oh, no, he's gone past the tan line. He's pulled the sleeve up past the tan line. My, my hair is... And I was shocked to know that it is a tan line. <laughs> it's whiter than paper. Yeah. It exists. What were you going to say? My, my hair is darker than his, but his is curlier, so I don't know what to think. Yeah, you got good hair, man. Yeah. I do. You yeah, it's a haircut every it's three days. Like my hair only gets curly when it gets a certain length. Yours is like just constantly curly. No, like, I will, I will like, get it cut and it will be like wavy until it gets enough length to start curling. If you grow it long enough, does it I'm become I'm very like, scared it would become an afro. Yeah, I've, well, I was like, does it get tighter? Like the longer it gets or does it get no. so heavy and dense that it kind of falls no. out? Because so my it, like just goes off your shoulders. No, a lot of guys I know are like, oh, it, it just starts weighing down and starts like, becoming just wavy long hand I'm like oh whenever it gets like enough that if I pulled it it went to my mouth it still went up Aww. I'm pretty sure I would just grow just, an afro just continues to I'm not comfortable that I could naturally grow an afro so honestly t- his hair just goes, keeps going up and so up. if you went to the hairdresser to get like a short back and sides long on the top you just look like broccoli Yes. Absolutely. Without question. <laughs> I have photos. That, that's the in look, right? All the TikTok guys have the broccoli haircuts. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's disgusting. I have photos <laughs> of when we got engaged and his hair was like all the way here and like sprouting on the sides. You know what yeah. even better is, hilarious. is uh, like broccoli bowl cut. So it's Ooh. the short back and sides bowl cut. Yeah, I'm not sure mm-hmm. how I would feel about that. That doesn't, yeah. In my head, that doesn't look good. It's <laughs> like you're wearing trouble. a wig that's too I'm small ha- for your head, so it only comes down. Are you talking about just like waves? Eh? You talking about waves? No. Because that's kind of a broccoli bowl cut when you're <laughs> <think laughs> <of that. laughs> Yeah, true. 
Um, well, let's properly introduce the guests because yes. neither of them got to properly introduce themselves because somebody decided to start playing a rev money over I the was, top. So, back in the most incredible way. That's a good enough introduction, right? I was hyping up. Is that your walkout music? Like if you were a wrestler or like a UFC fighter or something, you would. Just a, I don't even look. I'm not that familiar with the song, but it's a funny coincidence. It's it's a bad song. It it's is extremely a bad insensitive and amazing that it came out as late in the 2000s as it did. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh no. Like it feels like a relic from a bygone era, but it's like Obama was in. Yeah. Like, this <laughs> very, should not have happened. Very bad. But uh, so we have the lovely Arla with us, who uh, some of us know quite well. And we also have the her husband, even lovelier, the even lovelier, her mm. husband Joe, the even right. curlier, yeah, yeah. The, the even, even curlier. curlier at all times. So, thank you for joining us. And this episode is uh, basically going to be about asking you both about your experiences as being a young Muslim couple in Australia. What's and the deal with <laughs> being Muslim? <laughs> oh God, we walked into Seinfeld. I'll need to run. <laughs> it's. An explosive experience. Explosive. Mm. I don't know if that's a good or Bombastic. bad <laughs> <choice> <laughs> <of> words. <laughs> we really like to crash into our situations. <laughs> wow. Especially if there are two of them okay. at once. <laughs> wow, okay. This has gone to a very, very terrible place. But, yeah, so we have a couple of questions prepped. I sent them through to Cameron. Yeah. So he's but just pulling them up. But. First of all, you're about to break your fast right now, yeah? Yes. yes. How, like, you, how you how you feeling currently? Well, on like the first two, three days of Ramadan, you're like, I haven't eaten in like five hours. <laughs> but then by like day 10, it's like, okay, it's yeah. like an hour left. Yeah, I, can, yeah, yeah. I can eat soon. So you can eat a little. You, it's not that you're not eating at all. It's It's... From about sun, the moment the sun starts to rise, like the light is starting to touch the horizon. Right. You, you, the first prayer, you have to stop eating and stop drinking. Right. Um, and then by the time fourth prayer, which is when the sun itself hits the horizon, um, you can start eating. Right. So you just fast throughout the day, but it's not like you're starving no. yourself for multiple days. That would absolutely, no, absolutely kill not. people. Yeah, so literally. No, yeah, yeah, pretty much. You, can't, yeah. you can't go thirty days without water. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're allowed so you, wait, you're allowed water though, aren't you? Sure. No. At night. No. You at can't night. have water during how no, you live okay, can't have I, anything during the fast. How yeah, does the majority nothing. of the Muslim population live in a desert and they can't drink water during the day? I've been told this recently. Um when it comes to Ramadan, they don't go out side as much as they can right like that makes sense indoors anything at home they so they're do wearing, at home are they wearing like you know the dune still suits when they walk out is that where those come from recycling their I own sweat no one's seen dune <laughs> see, see the thing is there's actually like certain situations where you don't have to fast if you're pregnant if you're on your period if you're sick if you're traveling if you're really old if fasting genuinely makes the situation so much worse you, you're not allowed to do something that you it's going to kill you. So there exactly. are, there's some asterisks attached to the fasting Absolutely. rules. Well, yeah, but asterisks in the sense of, hi, religion shouldn't kill you. Yeah. So yeah. should you, is it a good strategy then, pro tip, game theory? Get pregnant right before Ramadan? Get pregnant of course. right before Ramadan. Every year? Yeah. <laughs> every year. Just every get year. pregnant every, every year. year. Yes. Or every stop woman- taking birth control so that you get your period on Ramadan. No, but the thing is, like, it's, it's a week, so you can not fast for a week. But afterwards, you meant to make up for the days. I mean, I feel like fasting for... How do you make up for you? Eat even less? Just... 
Three out of four weeks you, ain't you bad. You just make up for the days that you missed on your period, but that's about so it. Your, so your your Ramadan would extend. Uh, like you don't have to, like say the first day of Ramadan, uh, Allah would get her period and it lasts for like a week. It you wouldn't, would, wouldn't you? It wouldn't. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. <laughs> that is actually, yeah. Literally, exactly what happens. That's really um, funny. It wouldn't. She wouldn't be forced. All right, Ramadan is over. Start fasting. But it'd be like, hey, before next Ramadan, try to have fasted some of uh, those days. Yeah, you gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it roll over? No one's knocking at your door. No, like... no you're meant to finish them by the next Ramadan. Okay. Yeah. So that mm. is debt. That's fasting debt. Fasting mm. debt. You've and then it. the fun part of Ramadan is after Ramadan, like on the after the final day, is then Eid, which mm. is the day where you are not allowed to fast. Situation doesn't matter. If you eat stop something. eating. No, no, yeah. Eat. Go wear something nice. Have something new beforehand just to be like, hey, it's uh, it's been the holy month. We just fasted 30 days. Let's, let's do something nice. Let's eat some food. Let's... Wear nice clothes and go out and see people and do stuff because we can eat again. What are the rules on, like, do they know when the fast begins between meals? Like, how many hours between each meal counts as a fast? So, it's literally the easiest way to say it is sunrise or sunset. But the actual ruling is it's between first prayer and fourth prayer. No, I mean, but he was saying you're not allowed to fast. So, how does that work? Like, if I tell you. Oh, it's it's an overarching rule. Like, okay, like if. If you were sick and if you ate anything or drank anything, you'd throw up. Right. You, you, they're not going to force feed you, but it's like... Like a frog you use grandma goose. rules. If you were to visit your grandma and she was to go, you look famished. Then yeah, like, <laughs> like you you should eat. Like, don't don't choose to fast during Ramadan. Uh, during, during Eid, during Eid. So, you heard it here first, folks. Don't <laughs> choose to fast during Ramadan. I am a great Muslim. <laughs> so, so, Joe, this is your... Is this your... It's not your first. Technically my third, because I did Ramadan uh, the year before I converted. Okay. And then it's, this is my second Ramadan after conversion. Okay. Regale us with the, uh, ta- or maybe Allah, regale us with uh, tales of Eid. Because I've heard good stories where, like, cause isn't the, f- like, big meal at, like, random times year so by what, year? It's not really, like, a ruling towards Eid. It's just, hey, we're going to come together, we're going to eat. I have a couple of stories which, like, where you go to a mosque and usually as soon as you come in you see, like, people putting food out and then, like, there's a huge table and everyone just brings one little thing. And what you do is after you do, you do the morning prayer, so we pray together, it's really nice. And then they say a little speech to say, like, congratulations for getting through Ramadan, blah, 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 let's keep going. And then literally, like, two minutes later, everyone comes out and they just all eat together, we get to know each other, all that kind of stuff. So it's quite nice. Cool. Um, yeah, I was talking to a Pakistani gentleman at work the other day. I Did you say Pakistani German? No, gentleman. gentleman. <laughs> a Pakistani German. Imagine so that. I was That's talking a to a Russian Asian <laughs> yeah. recently. I mean, are, aren't Russians Asians? Oh my They're gosh. in Asia, aren't they? No, yeah. no the genuine thing is Eastern Europe. No, but like, it I don't goes, know about that. Yeah, no, it is. Russia is big enough that it? it goes into that area. No, so Mongolia, which is at the bottom, is part of Asia, but Russia isn't. Russia is part of Eastern Europe. What about? Afghanistan and we've been over this. And None of it matters. It doesn't that's exist. That's the Middle East. <laughs> no, that's, that's yeah, Asia. Nothing but okay. Australia exists. It's a big hoax. Flat Earth. Have you people. heard? Apparently, there's a hoax that Australia doesn't exist and it's just Argentines. 
it's I didn't know. I didn't know it was yeah. apparently Argentinians, but it's really funny, especially because people keep being like, "Oh, they're paid actors," and it's like, "Yeah, um, by who? No, 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 not by who? Yeah, <laughs> by government. actually, yeah, by who? Give me the money, I'll do it." Yeah, that's what I, Centrelink I would is. love to Centrelink. be. I'd love to be paid to pretend to live somewhere. You think mm-hmm. people would act like Australians do for free? Yes. Have you been on Facebook? Oh my god! Yeah, we're cringe. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so bring it back to Dylan's story. He, uh, uh, so this guy was telling me. Um, about at the end, there's like a a donation aspect as well. Uh, yes, that's uh, uh, I think I think depending on what uh, school of thought, it's either the like, but as Ramadan begins, somewhere bef- throughout it or at the end, um, and it's the zakat. Which so what, is- what to clarify? There's a couple of things that Muslims do charity wise. There's one called zakat, which means this is something that comes out of your income yearly. Yeah. Uh, 2.5% of your yeah, income. Yeah, that's what he said. It was a 2.5 yeah. thing. I was like, that's very specific. Yes. Yeah, that's very specific because it, it has to be your... like, it has to sort of be fair on everyone. It can't, yeah. you know, it can't be the exact same amount because some people make less, some people make more. So it's an exact 2.5% of your income. Yeah, it makes sense. And then, you know, stuff like that. And then you've got during Ramadan, you you can, or like just in general, during the uh, during the year, there's a couple of things. There's like just normal charity, which is, hey, this person needs something. Can you help them out? There's a specific type of charity that's called Sadaqa Jariya, which means, uh, which means it's a continuous charity. So after you pass away or your, like the fact that it keeps going. So your, you know, your family keeps doing it or, you know, like you put money into a school or into a mosque or uh, something that's continuous, so it's very nice knowing that your money is going somewhere. But if you're specifically saying about zakat, that happens usually. People do it at the end of Ramadan. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah, and that I think is that was an aspect of it. Like, I'm really glad that I talked to him and that we're talking to you guys today because really, my only the only thing I knew about it was fasting. And I yeah. and I want you mm. guys to answer this as well. And I'm sure that we have questions around uh, this, but I wanted to ask him. So, like, what do you get out of it? Like, other yep. than – because it's obviously not just a religious tick box. Like, yep. what, you know, what do you get out of it? And one of the things he was saying is, is, the, is the charity piece, which I think is great. Um, but I'll I'll lob that question over to you guys. Like, what do you feel you get out of it other than a practice of your faith? Do you get thinner? Do, do you want – do you get thinner? Uh, do <laughs> well, do I mean, you want Do yeah. you want a word – like a like a this world. Answer. I would like a word answer. Yes, okay. like an answer in words. <laughs> no, no. no do you, do, I mean, like, do you want? Do okay. You want, do you want a worldly? If you, if you don't want the religious part, and you just want a. Answer, I mean, I, like I, I, just, I want both. I want both. Yeah. It's a religious um, practice. And at so, the very least, from fasting, it does give an appreciation to food, mm. like. Just not eating for like just a few and days. People even. that that don't have it, I guess. Yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah. But like even just knowing for a few days, you'll look at the foods as you're just walking throughout because everyone else is eating, yeah. um, and you'll be like, "God, that food is so, like I'm just imagining how good it tastes." And yeah. I hate I, I'm doing it, but I dislike that I have to wait about six hours so I can taste that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit of an appreciation. I can pl- I completely agree with Joe. Uh, there's the whole. So do you mean the the um, like what you get out of fasting or what you get out of charity? Just to- I mean both out of the because they're both part of the same sort of process, right? They're yep. both part of Ramadan. Yep. Um, I didn't know about the charity bit until very recently when I talked to this gentleman, right? Like right at the start of this Ramadan. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what do you what do you get out of of both out of all of it? Oh, no problem. So. Just just to inform you as well, the the charity part isn't actually part of Ramadan. It's just 
it's part of the five pillars of Islam, which is the one things that you have to do mm-hmm. within the religion. So it's prayer. Like first of all, it's like saying that you believe in God, prayer, uh, charity, fasting, and going to the pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. So people usually do it at the end of Ramadan. If you actually monetarily can't do it, then you don't have to at that specific time. But as long as so it's more a cultural thing that it's been attacked. Like here's the time that you do it. But absolutely, that's, that's absolutely. People are just used to it. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. as good a time as any. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. At the very least, it's like oh, Ramadan's around. I might as well pay zakat now because I will not forget if I like if I do it like three months later. Why yeah. three months? Why not just also? I guess, and maybe this is like a bit of a weird interpretation, but I assume you would be spending less on food in yes. any way, oh, yeah. and so you would have yeah. more of that money in surplus to be able to donate. So you yes. have more to be able to Absolutely. to give. So mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, basically, what you get out of it is uh, the fasting. Specifically, what you get out of it is uh, like. Bodily wise, you you know, you, like you, like Joe said, you get to appreciate food. You you sort of look at everyone else and you go, "Wow, some people don't get food at the end of the day. I should really not be throwing my food away if I can't finish it, or I should be giving charity." Which is why it kind of interlinks with the fact that there's a gap yeah. happens. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's obviously, if you want again, if you want more, like this world answers, you're saving money. You know, like in it, the whole, and also the other side of it is the fact that it's very spiritual, and there's a lot of community-based activities, or like just just it, it brings you closer to your community. Uh, you know, people just come come around for like yeah, people come around for like iftar, the the breaking the fast. Yeah, right. And people go to mosque together, and if you live alone, you you're surrounded by people. If you just go to the mosque, you're surrounded by people. It's not all. It's not like like that every single every single day, but it's it encourages like, it more of that. Absolutely. Mm. So it feels. I guess you're kind of not feeling as lonely if you do live alone in a country that your you know your parents aren't there mm. or you know like uh, you don't have a you don't have many friends or you don't have anything like that. So I think I think that's what you kind of get from it. It's quite nice. It's a very it's a very like welcoming time. But yeah, I think and and I'll ask you about the otherworldly aspect as well because mm-hmm. I don't just because I'm not religious I don't not want to hear it you know what I yeah, mean like absolutely. a la 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 block in my ears <laughs> yeah. um, but that sounds amazing to me and it sounds like the kind of thing that the more secular and the more atheistic or agnostic sort of our societies get broadly there's an aspect of that community that we lose and uh, religion is not the answer for every person but there's like a, a void being created but where there's less sort of religiousness, um, when as you talk about the the community and the the charity and the people coming around and all that kind of stuff, so it's it's interesting to hear about that because I think that our culture, Australian culture, like at large, is kind of lacking those things. Yeah. Since I, you know, we become less and less religious. Like Australians are increasingly non-religious, yeah. according to census, anyway. So, um. Sounds like your food is here. Do you want to break for food real quick? Sounds good. Let's yeah, yeah. all right. Let's break for food. We're back on. Hmm? We're back on. We're just wrapping up the uh, the break fast. Mm-hmm. Yay! What's it called? Fast again? break. Iftar. Iftar. Here we go. How was it? Other than covered in guacamole. <laughs> um. Good. Mm, that's uh, good. The thing Very about Ramadan nice. is you. St- Start to eat less and less. Yeah, because talking you, to like, the mic. 
Oh, sorry, sorry. Better? Yeah, yeah, is this better? Okay. Yeah, that's good. So the best thing about Ramadan is you start, even though you're very hungry during the day, when you do eat, you don't eat copious amounts of food. I hate to be like that white guy that's like, you know, that's kind of like what I do. But like, <laughs> I, I go in and out of trying to do intermittent fasting. So mm-hmm. there's only like a few hour window during the day in which I can eat. And there are some things that you're talking about that I kind of relate to. Um, you know, you have more of an appreciation, but also you, you eat less food. Yeah. Um, and also there's like just the discipline aspect of having to do it. Like, no, I'm not eating breakfast till say 10 a.m. or whatever the window mm. you've assigned yourself is. There's <laughs> that body, that mind over body sort of, mm. you know, aspect. Mm. Um, I think where we, where we left off uh, before dinner, um, we were about to get into the what it does for you in the otherworldly sense. Yep, yep, absolutely. So what it does for you in the otherworldly sense is um, basically because it is one of the pillars of Islam is something you kind of like have to do because um, it's part of the five pillars. That that's what kind of gets you into heaven, blah, 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 blah. Um, so basically it's a really spiritual thing. So mm-hmm. it's very like cleansing and you don't feel – Sometimes you feel a little bit less annoyed at things or there's this other things about the fact that um, apparently Ramadan, the devil isn't there anymore. So you're less likely to be inclined to do anything wrong or sort of... Do you of, think that's because everyone was uh, too hungry to do anything? Oh, absolutely. They're like too low energy to like, ah, I probably won't go out and steal today. Yeah, maybe. But you know I'll what? get thirsty and then I won't the- be able to drink. The devil comes by and he's like, haha, oh God, they're so unmotivated to commit crimes. <laughs> they, so they barely have the energy to do the normal things. I can't tempt these motherfuckers. They're so hungry. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> so, like, what is, so, like, what is Ramadan, like, historically or, like, in the, in the story? Because, like, now, now time is also uh, Easter for Christians. We yep. all know what the deal is there. Uh, they straight yeeted somebody, and then he came back a bit. We now, thought we got rid of you three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> and because of that, on Friday, they only eat fish. So, like, who died for Ramadan? No one died. Ramadan is oh, the Ramadan is when the Quran first um, got revealed, Prophet Muhammad. Ah, oh, so um, it was like the publication date. Publication date, absolutely. The Quran just dropped. The Quran just <laughs> dropped, yes, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's mostly it. So that's when Muhammad dropped his first album. Oh I hope God. when I drop my first mixtape, everyone's like, damn, I'm not eating, bro. <laughs> this shit is so oh, fire. I'm not Cameron, eating. Do you know the very upsetting way of you putting it like that? What? Is it's almost a little bit more accurate only for the fact of when Muhammad came with the Quran, he didn't he didn't write it down. So he it was him telling he everyone the things. It. He oh. freestyled so, No, but you... It is upsettingly closer than... <laughs> like, it's, it's closer than I'm sure a lot of Muslims I would like to I am also upset when Cameron's right. Or <laughs> wrong. He's very wrong, yeah. but he's not... He's not... Like, it was a spoken thing, yeah. so he's right on that. It's when he rocked up at Mecca with a boombox. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was 1,300 years ago. Now, this is a story ago. all about how the world was made in however many days. Like to tell the story, just sit right there. I'll tell you about a story about a guy named Allah. Allah. <laughs> Allah. Allah. Yeah. 
good. Wow, that the, was, the key was, that was terrible. That was Cameron, Cameron's like, we need more so, riffing on the podcast. <laughs> and then goes and does that. You, you know what's funny? Here. That's a musical number for today. Nobody else was going to do it. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, no. No one else. I agree. I agree. No one else, no one else was going to riff. As a question, would anyone be upset if we kicked Cameron off the No. <laughs> I'll play Arab Money again. I don't, don't care. Oh my god! Back no. in the most incredible way. <laughs> no, please don't make them play that again. I'm so maybe sick that's of it. what that's from. That's like when Muhammad no. came out. <laughs> Back in the most incredible <laughs> way. <laughs> oh my god! No. Um, yeah. And so it's so it's founded on the Quran Absolutely. being brought to the masses or the people. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. That's kind of cool. And then Eid is just kind of a big celebration afterwards. It was like, we now have the Quran and we fasted for 30 days and now we get to have a big celebration Absolutely, about because it. Absolutely, it's, it's like I said before, it is a very spiritual thing. So we, we realise as humans that it is really difficult for someone to fast most of the time. I guess if you do it multiple, uh, if you do it multiple years in a row and you get used to it, because I've been doing it ever since I was nine, not because I had to, just because I wanted to try it. Do babies not have to? No. So you don't. don't At what age do you start fasting? So basically, everything is compulsory after you hit puberty. So, right. Yeah, it's. uh, Did you hit puberty at nine? Oh my god. Well, (coughs) everything of the five pillars. (coughs) So. Um, Have you hit puberty yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In That's your head in the brain. <laughs> That's a fake beard, Cameron, right? <laughs> That's why he keeps getting longer. It's just moss growing on his face. Oh, yeah. He's just but, growing it so that people stop asking him if he's 18 yet. Oh, yeah. my God. No, uh, it's it's not... Like, some people do it before they hit puberty. Right. Usually, most people in my family hit puberty at about 12, 13. So... You know, I wasn't expected to wear a headscarf. I wasn't expected too fast. I wasn't expected to do anything too crazy before I hit right. puberty. So that all kicks in at around puberty age. Absolutely. Because I've always wondered why, like, because obviously some Muslim families are more conservative than others, so some Absolutely. are going to be doing modesty rules differently. Yeah. But I've always wondered why, when I see a Muslim family, why some of the adults are wearing headscarves and the little kids aren't. Yes. It's just because... They don't do it until they start hitting puberty. No, they can if they want to. If they, they want to practice, if they they want to practice, like. But it's not like a rule. No, until it's not puberty. absolutely because kids are because kids aren't accountable for the for their actions because they're not fully. So you can get away with anything, is absolutely. Kid. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like what the with this like the government system of like when you do a crime and then you like when you go to eighteen everything gets wiped out. Yeah, so like those kids that used to shoplift. From I wish us. that I did crimes when I was younger. Like <laughs> yeah. knowing I know that those kids get, bad Right? Be expunged. I wish they taught that in, in primary school, but it's like, get all of your crimes out now yeah. and some then it won't affect you when you turn some 18. Some of that aggression I mean, I most of them do now. learn it at high school, Unless you're black, thing. in which case we may try you as an adult. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. my God, yes. See, um, I think that that's the very reason they don't tell kids, because yeah. the kids um, <laughs> will absolutely be like, Oh, I would have done so many crimes. When I was, That's I a can lie. do what? I was, too, af- not I was too afraid to do any kind of crimes. <laughs> I did bad things. I don't know if I did crimes. 
Oh my god! Yeah, he yeah. he would riff in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, he would I'm riff so, I was riffing. Like, <laughs> I'm so disappointed that like when I was a kid, I was afraid that adults would hit me if I was like bad in public. Because like what? wow, because well, like bogan kids don't have that fear because they know that an adult won't just like smack you. But when I was a kid, and or they get smacked around by adults at home, so they have learnt to oh, not no. fear it. Exactly. Yeah. So like when I was working at IGA, there were these kids that were banned who would just come in and like. Yeah, break they don't give a shit. What are you gonna do? So like one time. These kids, they came in and were like, I. So at, at the time, I didn't recognize them. That they came in and started fucking with the manager who was doing like stock take or whatever. And so then funny. some random dude ran in after them. Was like, "Go get your boss." Those kids had just been at like a different store, and they'd poured like a coke on like a trolley boy. Oh, oh my gosh! So like, who cares? <laughs> they poured a coke. Oh, well, no, like they'd emptied like a two-liter bottle of coke on. So, like some dude was sitting down. How did he stand there for the whole two liters? Yeah. No, he was. You know how much liquid that is? <laughs> no, no, they did the they, thing. We spin it, and a they vortex, did the vortex comes thing, out. And it goes yeah. a lot quicker. Man, I, apparently a vortex has been a thing for a while, but I only learned about it with. The advent of TikTok, and I feel yeah. like back in my heavy drinking days, I missed it again. I feel like I missed out on vortexing things. I feel like that's a you problem. I would vortex a bottle of red wine. No, yeah. So Jesus. like this guy had just been sitting down having his lunch or whatever, and they'd poured like a two liter coke on his head, and then gone and done some other mischief. But yeah, there's some there's some badass kids uh, out there that don't my God. that do not fear adults. The upsetting this is, thing is a kid could come at you and probably stab you. Yeah, and yeah. if you smack that kid, Listen that here, kid's kids. going down, and you are the one at fault because of it. I'm gonna defer to that Dave Chappelle bit about kids getting pissed on by R. Kelly, where he's like, "Move out of the way, get out, <laughs> get out of the way." Like, God. I feel like if two liters of soft drink gets emptied on you, you you could have moved. Uh, so I want to bring one leader. Why is he still there? I want to bring the conversation can. back to the main topic as much as we I can. Should, yeah. and, anyway, uh, don't well, we just love Ellen? She's I'd, like, no, we want to talk about so the situation. What, we've, what we seem to have established is that Islam is cooler than Catholicism because because if you're not <laughs> baptized, you go to hell as a baby. But it's funny yes. because Islam is the second largest religion in the world. It's actually the fastest spreading religion over the world. Uh oh. And it's funny because that makes it sound like a disease, and it does. <laughs> It's the fastest spreading well, religion I mean, in the world. I mean, Hide your kids. Speaking <laughs> of that and bringing it back to that, so Allah, you were born and raised Muslim, but yes. Joe, you converted. So yes. what was that she experience? Got what was that experience like for you well, as someone who maybe had little to no exposure to Islam uh, and then converting? Like, what was that like? Well, you see, um, I didn't remain indoors. I didn't wear a mask. And no. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, a lot of it was learning about it. Like, Allah would just be like, random thing just for fun because a lot of Islam is actually very interesting. Um, and I knew a bit about like Christianity, and that's about it. My family's very atheist. I was gonna say if you, you so you weren't religious. No, it's not funny. Um, because anytime anyone explained religion to me and the religion, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And also, why are you acting like science doesn't exist? Yeah. If I drop an apple anywhere in the world, it'll hit the ground at the same time, unless I'm really fucking high up. But still. 
What? <laughs> well, like, if, I'm, if I'm off a diving Jared's board, it'll take, another, it'll take an extra second you or mean, two. You, you're describing just like gravity works everywhere. Yes. Yeah. But like, do Christians not think gravity works everywhere? There are Christians who will actively teach their children that science doesn't work correctly and you should just focus on what God teaches you. Right. Um, yeah, I know there's Christians that are like, because some guy I spoke to couldn't explain like a complex uh, physics problem to me, that means it do- it flatly doesn't work. I knew a kid in school who couldn't listen to Queen because Freddie Mercury's gay. Oh, his that's, parents wouldn't listen that's to crazy. With Islam, like the stuff I was teaching me, some of the main stuff is... They actively believe, yeah, science exists. You should yeah. learn about science. How much science came from the Middle East anyway, like originally? Oh, like, lots. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lots. yeah they like invented math. algebra. A yeah. lot of math, like fucking in the Quran, 2.5%. I don't know any 2.5% oh, in the Bible. Says percent. Well, the like Arabic word for percent, I'm sure, but but it gives so it gives like the formula or whatever. Yeah, it's not just what, like. What's damn, funny is actually that there's a specific Islam. there's a specific like um, example that people use when they go. Oh wow! Like science is tied to Islam, which is uh, how the Quran mentions about the embryo and how it's formed. And when the Quran came down and that was revealed, they didn't even know that because they couldn't see, obviously. And then later on, like years and years and years down the line, when they finally checked on how the embryo was 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 what's going grown, on in there? Exactly, what's going on in there? They were going. Well, the Muslims oh. Right. oh, they are. They were like, oh, that was revealed, like. 1400 years ago what why did they know this so a lot of people look at that and go wow this is it's very integrated with science and that's why i don't understand when someone goes no but like science doesn't exist i'm like yes it does so the arab world around the time that the uh western half of the roman empire was falling apart was doing just fine and doing like well, they weren't falling apart at the very least. Mm. Yeah, so there was. So my understanding is that the Islamic Golden Age was like right after the Western half of the Roman Empire fell, and yeah. the Eastern half, which is uh, known as the Byzantine Empire. Yeah. Yes. Um, they were just rocking out <coughs> with their cocks out, science-wise. Well, not cocks out. No, but if they, they were, were Muslim, they'd be very. They were going out. hard on scientific exploration. <laughs> Probably. Because isn't a huge part of Islam about, like, the search for knowledge? Isn't yes. that, like... You Both know? of the real world and the spiritual world. Yeah, so that's that's pretty sick. Were people allowed to read? Because Christians yes, yeah. weren't allowed to read for the longest time. <coughs> or they weren't allowed to read the Bible, specifically. It was um, very... Or is it like, just, like, one dude's allowed to read the Quran? The idea of learning, not specifically just the Quran, but just the idea of learning is very, like, ingrained in the Muslim culture or, like, the the, the Islamic religion. So I've, I know of examples of when people used to be like, oh, my God, like, little kids be like, no, I want to go and play. And then, like, their parents would be like, hey, you know, let's go to school or let's do this and that. And there's other stuff like... Um, so there's an example where the prophet, peace be upon him, would encourage people to do things education-wise or at least exploring the world kind of thing. So in, like, the prophet, what would encourage people to be – encourage people to teach their kids how to swim, how to ride ho- horses. And I don't remember the rest, but those are the top, like – Swimming and horses. Absolutely. Two I essential mean, activities. I mean, walking – you can pick that up. Running, you can at least enough to run away from a bear. Walk faster. Yeah. But 
a horse, you might fall off. You need to learn how to stay balanced I mean, and how to move. That's well. not and how to, to like tame it as well. Yeah, but that's not too different from to, the wild. That's not too different to you know here in Australia. So uh, I remember talking to mum about how they almost never got swimming lessons in the UK. Yep. It's just not something that you do, even though they're literally also an island. The same as us, surrounded by water. Really there are smaller islands. It would be islands. more important. I, you would think, but here, you know, you you get swimming lessons from about the second or third grade, and you're really pushed to achieve in that. Like I remember them being yeah, like, you see babies do. doing swimming lessons. Yeah. Like this motherfucker ain't swimming. Yeah, like like <laughs> bare minimum. Throw, throw him in the ocean. Throw, yeah, just throw him. It's bare fine. minimum. They want you to be able to float. Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know, it, it's good skills to have. My nan didn't know how to swim until she was in her 70s. She'd never learnt to swim, ever. I know people who don't know how to swim, and I'm like, you really should. And they're like, well, I want to, but no one in my family knows how to swim, so I can't ask them, and it's really awkward to ask friends, hi, take me to the beach so I can learn how to swim. Just start pouring two litres worth of coke on them, and just like, (laughs) this isn't going to stop. You're going to have to learn to swim at some point. Figure it out. I had an ex who, who couldn't swim, was... A very limiting factor because it's like now we can't go to like the beach or whatever. Mm. Beach sucks as a date. I've been on it does. Beaches, yeah, so it does. Like it. Yeah. it sucks as a date, but if you're already like in a relationship, it's still like I wouldn't do it as a first date. I could, I had a friend who did a beach as a first date and it was terrible. Oh, but yeah, like, that doesn't sound good. Some guys want to do that because they want to see the, the chick without makeup on. That's a And in a bikini. And in a bikini, yeah. yeah. That's it's, some it's very much hey, I want to see you without your makeup and your tits out. Well, yeah. how do you feel about the burkini then if we're crossing over into That's that territory? That's an Australian invention. It is an Australian That's invention. That's an Australian invention. I did not the know what? that. Yeah, yeah, the burkini. You don't know what that is, but I actually used to own one. You don't know what a burkini one. is. Did you? Okay. I used to own one. It is... Let me be honest here. It is the most difficult thing to swim in ever. Okay. Uh, I imagine but so. But I think it was just a very bad design, that specific one that I got. Some people get – because it's funny. My mum wanted me to wear one that was like three, four times my size. So it would, like, it would be like shapeless. Like swimming mm-hmm. in a net. Oh, absolutely. It's like – it's literally like you're a human jellyfish. It's hilarious. You're just going up. The whole thing comes up. It's, it's kind of like th- – there's no point to it because you're trying not to show your body but then – because you're like floating around and the pressure and everything, the shirt thing comes off like completely. It's ridiculous. But I do believe that some designs are pretty good and that people use them to be more modest and I completely understand that. Some people have adapted onto that. So some people have made it look like something else. So I wear normal leggings and then I wear like a long sleeve exercising top on top. So Yeah, I've seen it. those at, um, at my work. Absolutely. We have a pool there and there's obviously like, uh, I don't know if it's a lot, but there's a reasonably sized uh, Muslim population yeah. where we live. Yeah, absolutely. So I think people can sort of work around what works for them as long as you're trying to be modest. Is the modesty rule, is that skin or shape? Both. Okay. Sorry, so you can't wear like the Olympic swimming suits. So right now I'm wearing leggings and I'm not meant to supposedly <sighs> scandalous yes very i know uh but what's funny is it the the ruling is nothing that shows or nothing that shows skin or is figure f- hugging so you can't wear something to because to these in the islam perspective it's it's kind of like if you're wearing something that's tight you're kind of like not wearing anything like you're not wearing anything at all um 
but yeah, so that's kind of what it is. It's very, it's very focused on the idea of women are not to be sexualized, not to be objectified. Not that anyone who does wear any tight clothing is objectified. It's just at the time when the Quran was revealed and then when the religion was revealed, people were kind of looked down upon because they were like not wearing things, and specifically in that era people were kind of wearing whatever they wanted to wear and it was very uncomfortable for people to look around and be like, why are you? And the whole the whole prostitution thing was a very huge thing. So it was like a bad time spiritually. Yeah, absolutely. And what that, are the modesty rules for men? So the modesty rules for men... It, it's essentially below the knee right. to the navel, so your belly button. So I can see your ankles? Yes. Uh, you can see his oh, knees. It feels like a double standard. Well, no, it's just those are the areas to cover for both genders. Right. Wait, so can women have their ankles out? Uh, there's no ruling that says no. It just means... It's just certain countries. Yeah, absolutely. So it depends right. on what culture you're in. So I show my ankle sometimes. It doesn't matter. Uh, I show my ankle sometimes. It doesn't matter. So. Do you have any... Uh, what's your perspective on what's been happening in Iran recently? The forcing of people wearing headscarves? Yeah. Yes. I don't agree with that. And yeah. Islam itself does not agree with that. That's a cultural, very, 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 it's very... It's a conservative government issue as opposed absolutely. to a religious issue. Oh, absolutely. Yes. This is just extremism at its best. Yeah. Extremism at its best kind of... Hit. It's not... It's not like the terrorist groups, of, of course, but it's but it's a different kind of extremism. It's exactly the just same. like you have extremist Christian uh, countries or states within countries that oh, have absolutely. their own kind of you know rules about that kind of thing. Yeah, there absolutely. are hardcore um, religious leaders in like a few different countries. Is there like do we know of a re- hardcore religious? Christian country? So a lot of African countries tend to be. There's one in particular where they're trying to... colonialism. Yeah, well, there's one where they're at at the moment they're passing a law where you will um, not be able to be gay. Oh, that's Uganda. Uganda, yeah. So so people are getting scammed at the moment where, like, people will call them and be like, send me money or I'll report you for being gay. Yeah, or I will literally report you to the government. If you're gay, Uganda, go to jail. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Well, kind of on the back of the sort of extremism and I guess... Uh, we should call it terrorism because what, that's what it is. What's another extremist religious country that we're aware of? <laughs> no, well, I was going to say, I mean, it. let's call it what it is. It's terrorism. So yeah. the recent attacks um, on uh, the Pakistan mosque as Pal- well. Palestine. Palestinian, sorry. Good one. Yeah, I know. They're all the same. <laughs> Good one. The Palestinian mosque. Oh, no mosque. one cares. We don't need to say the correct one. <laughs> sorry. Palestinian mosque. Um, yeah, we're wanting to get sort of your thoughts and your feelings on that as well. So to introduce the story of why that happens a lot, uh, it doesn't happen. It's not a one-time thing. It happens quite often, but the media tends to not really shine light on that. And when they do, it's because it was a horrific, complete massacre. Um, so the Dome of the Rock and Al-Aqsa Mosque uh, – like that specific area is very important to all, to both no not both sorry all three Abrahamic religions which is Islam Christianity and Judaism but then there's the whole idea of uh, who owns the land blah 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 it's a promised land all that kind of stuff promise to who Pro- exactly and promise by to whom who. It, absolutely well which by is God, which actually. is ridiculous it's which is ridiculous why as, doesn't he step in why doesn't he step in. <laughs> 
Because um, that would be like one of the triggers for Judgment Day and the end of the world. <laughs> get it over with, man. Yeah, over. yeah. Let's get it over let's and done with. Let's get it over with. Um, I feel I'm like 30 now. I'm done here. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> well, unfortunately, you've got another like 50 years, <laughs> I mate. Think I, I think I peaked at 25. I'm good. It's downward oh slope God. from here. I feel like I speak for everyone when I say 2,000 years was enough. Yeah. Yes. You've had your time out. Oh, my God. Get, get oh involved. God. Set a few bushes on fire. 2,000 oh. years according to Christianity, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, like uh, for the Jews with Moses, it was well more than two. I don't know how much more, but well more than 2,000 years. Uh, it, and isn't the Chinese year in something like no, four thousand? We're talking about the Abrahamic God, though. We're talking about Yahweh, right? Okay. When did he lose touch with? Remember Yahweh's? <laughs> they rock. <laughs> Yahweh's again, were great. That's that two thousand is only for the Christian calendar. Yeah, so like, and the that's, that's, that's what I'm asking. Yahweh's what, were like Kinder Surprise, but in a chocolate animal. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> A what mythical year? Australian animal <laughs> well, called the we, Yowie. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to know what the first year, according to God, would have been. Because that would have been when Abraham and um, was alive and stuff. You mean when Adam was alive? You have said Abraham before, so that's on me. There we go. Uh, what a bad Muslim. <laughs> yep. I'm a great Muslim. Uh, <laughs> so, so does... So, like... Uh, the Christian calendar is obviously counting since Jesus. Do Muslims not count since Muhammad? So the Muslims uh, count since the, if I remember correctly, the uh, Hijra, which means the, like, basically immigration to another city. When, um, you're really testing my knowledge here, uh, when Prophet Muhammad had to leave Mecca, to go to Medina when it was get going under siege and he had to leave to like spread the word of God, blah, 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 blah. And he was very, very upset about leaving. So so he started counting Wait, the so, years. So what year is it? Uh, I do not remember. I think it was like 1,400 something, something. Anyway. Cur- oh. Currently it's Yeah, 1, yeah, it's like 1,400 something, something. It's okay, a bit of a tangent. So basically... Uh, Israel, Palestine. Israel, Palestine. There's some disputed land there. Israel is very unchill. Yep. And what else do we know? So, what else do we know? It was... Here's something that not a lot of people know. Um, Muslims, Christians, and Jews used to live in Palestine. Um, I would say semi... Semi-safely. No, no, like, proper conflicts. Maybe, like... You know, a couple of like, oh my god, you you broke my plate, whatever. But like, it wasn't violent over seven years ago because the the Nakba, the the problem, the, the Palestinian occupation has been happening for last over seventy years. So if you backtrack a little bit more, it wasn't happening beforehand. So people were mostly chill in Palestine, absolutely prior, ever, prior to the British, right? Or prior, it- prior to World War Two. Yeah, yeah. When right. the UK was basically like, "Listen, we got to find a place to put these." No, but when? Yes. When people. did when did Palestine become British mandated Palestine? I'm sure I remember. I Wasn't I think it's it? because they they got invaded. A really long time before um, World War Two. Okay, but even during that mandated period, it was still relatively chill. Oh, absolutely, because it was that's how English spread to the country, right? And then British you know, colonialism went away from Palestine and the Arab world because it wasn't just Palestine; it was the Arab world for a while. Yeah, because of the no, whole, of course, yeah, because the whole like you know um, 
uh, stuff that they had. Blah, the British blah. were there, the French and were there. And that was also the that also became the prevalence of you can see the change in and my frame of reference is film and TV because I'm an ex film and TV student, but like Lawrence of Arabia that became a massive thing in Hollywood and it's around the same time and oh, it's because yeah. that was happening. Colonialism was happening in a form over in the Middle East and because mm. of that there was a massive popularity for oh, that happening in film and TV. And oh, you absolutely. can see that happening with like um things like Ben-Hur and all of those sorts of things where it's, you know, travelling through the desert and it has very Middle Eastern themes all the way yep. through it. So, yeah. And the air's all wavy and yellow. Oh, hair's all wavy and yellow. Where did no, yellow the come from? The air. air. Yeah, everywhere the, you look, Every establishing yellow. shot of a Middle Eastern country where oh. it's like... Like whenever... Yeah, welcome, my friend. Like yeah. whenever they yeah, show, yeah, yeah, whenever, welcome, my friend. Whenever they show Egypt and it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and it's the pyramids, and you know, if you and look about thirty feet, line, feet to the left, music. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bit to the left, yeah. it's just green and cities. There's always like a white dude people in khakis. Did you say a white dude with all, cat yeah. ears? Khakis. 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 Okay. Whatever, whatever. How do we pronounce that? We say khakis. We say khakis. Oh, the cats are play fighting. As someone who works in oh retail, my God, it's adorable. are they called cargo pants? No, cargo so pants. Car- khakis is like a... Is it's that a, a thing fabric? to open your car. Or is a style? Khaki, I think it's the colour. Khaki is a colour. Okay. Really? But there are cargo pants, yeah. which are khakis. Yep, yep. Cargo, a cargo pant is the style of pant and khaki is the colour. You work in retail. hipster retail. Hipster retail. You work oh my at God. JJ's, bro. I, no, I, you work at uh, Dangerfield. I now. work at both, buddy. So double hipster re- hip, the hips. Dangerfield is hipster retail for the hipsters that are more hipster than hipsters. I Arla, feel like it's more alternative. It's yeah, I would say it's, it's, it's more. more Arla, it's the you're JJ the JJ to Dangerfield pipeline, where you yes. get more. You get more alternative. What was the place in Perth that had no like gendered clothing separation? It was just all mixed in. Uh, I think it was like should. underground. Underground. Uh, I believe it was called Bad Design. Do you remember the place? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the place that we went to where we got those disco suits? Disco suits, disco suits. The blue oh, and yes. white ones. Oh uh, yes, they actually closed down. It was called Cheap. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. That that yeah, business we went, model didn't work out. For them. <laughs> it was like it was like a store within a store, and we were like, "Where's the like women's section?" And the dude there was like, I assume it was a dude. It could have been something else. Oh my gosh, camera! I don't know. I didn't ask, but. Um, <laughs> The tall person with a deep voice was like, it's all the same, just it's all mixed in, which feels inclusive for the first five seconds. But then when you think about it, it's like, I don't know what's my size. Were they at least know. organized one, by like type size of size? No, it was all just random. It was, it was basically, shit. it was like somebody's wardrobe that was not organized. It's funny because there's usually like one tiny rail for men, but it's, it's very like, okay. Anyone can wear anything. Go ahead. Do well, it if you like, want. No, no. I wouldn't have a problem if, like, men and women's clothing wasn't manufactured differently. Like, it's cut differently. So, yeah. Which makes sense, obviously. You don't have to call it that. Yeah. I could, I'd be happy if they had, like, android versus gynoid body types. Or if they would be, like, with hips, straight bodies. gynoid? Gynoid is the... Uh, just for guys? F- ...female body type. <laughs> Yeah, that's the. I don't know. I don't know if it's gynecological because it annoys yeah, guys. Gynecology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gynoid, uh, android gynecology. and gynoid are legit, like scientific terms for those body shapes. But you then could, why is a phone called Android then? Eh? Coincidence. Why is it called? Why is a phone? Why is why is it an Android phone? Yeah. Why is it an Android? Oh, I, I don't why know can't why I have they a gynoid phone? Because thing. phones are. Why can't my phone um, have titties? 
<laughs> Why just enough phone? <laughs> Why would that's phones a good have idea. That's a good guys. idea for like a, a, Why a feminist. Why can't my phone have a sandwich? That's a good <laughs> idea for like a feminist tech company, Gynoid. Oh, oh my no, God. but it has guy in it, so they'd be not feminist. It's spelled with a Y. G-Y. Three days of the month, it doesn't work properly. Wow. <laughs> oh, my Get out of here. Leave. Well if you done. put your password in too fast, it's like, no, I don't like the way you talk to me. Just now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo! Wow. No, three days of the month, this- it's way more powerful, <laughs> but it will it will yell at you. Instead of putting your phone on silent, your phone gives you the silent treatment. Wow. It automatically just doesn't tell you about your calls. It automatically really? blocks other women's Instagram oh pages. My God. I'd like to apologize. I'd like to apologize to every man on this podcast. <laughs> Wow. If we have any female listeners, just jokes, okay? It's just lols. Just for lols. We're just riffing. <sighs> no, see, there are two women here, so we're not sexist. That's how it works. Yeah. That's exactly oh how God. it works. Well, did you have any other questions for our guests? Um, I feel like we got a little bit sidetracked. Ala was telling us about, what was it? We are talking about Palestine. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, super not chill for the last 70 years. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and basically, so uh, Palestine has been declared. What was the name of the group that declared them a uh, an apartheid state? Uh, I forgot. It's Al- Hamas. No, so um, Al something. Al Al Jazeera is a news publication, oh, no. but oh, okay. it, it wasn't. It was um, Amnesty International. There you go, Amnesty. My bad. I knew it had an, an A at the beginning. So Amnesty International declared them an apartheid state. Al Jazeera has been <laughs> saying that. Yeah, Al Jazeera has also been saying that. I think that's what confused me. You know what's funny? Al Jazeera is actually an Arab company. It's just yeah. uh, it's just been manipulated to adhere to everyone. I was like, oh well, we're not going to be we're not going to be like on anyone's side. We're just going to be like, well, Palestine's getting shit. They're they're all right though, right? Like, I mean, what do you think of Al Jazeera? You don't, don't like not, it all? They're not chill. Not. They're very not chill. They've got lots of conspiracy like theories. They've got lots of. Did um, they were they in on the Christchurch conspiracies? Oh my god! See, the thing is, they've. It's the fact that they're just biased. Is the fact that they don't really have an opinion on anything. They try to be like, oh, we're, we're so they're just we were. lame centrists. Oh, absolutely. And then there's okay. a, there's the whole thing of like, oh, we're Arab, but no, we're not. Let's just let's just employ people who aren't Arab, and they they do things like, oh, well, you're not. Isn't you know, it better to be if you're like a journalistic uh, yeah. outlet? Isn't it better to be somewhat of a centrist so that you're a bit more balanced? Or is it- I guess, but I feel like they just don't hire people who. Do you feel like they platform the wrong ideas? Yes, absolutely. So they're not. They're not trying to be just centralist. They're literally trying to be like we have no opi- like we have no opinion on this, even though we are Arab. We and, don't want to do that. And I think uh, personally, if you're a, a news outlet, I don't know. Like, so I feel like news outlets like the ABC and BBC maybe need to be more centrist because yep. it's owned by the government, and you kind of want them to give the news as the news and not have any kind of. Uh, major opinions one way or the other. It needs to be a statement of facts. This Absolutely. is what's happening and giving that yeah. out. But I think there should be other publications and other journalists who do have a view and do have a side because yeah. the whole point of, you know, reading that sort of stuff is hearing people's sides and opinions and experiences. If it's, if it's a, you know, 
if it's a person who has personal experience with something and wants to share that personal experience via the medium of, of journalism, then I think it should there should be a side that you take. Um, I don't necessarily agree with like extremist sides. Like I think yeah. if you're if you're calling too far on one side, it is sometimes a bit too much. But I think definitely at least having an opinion and a side to a story is not bad. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, who am I to say if the Holocaust was bad? I am but a humble journalist. I don't want to be biased. Here's the yeah. thing: the Algeria specifically is an Arab broadcasting system. So what yeah. you're trying to do here is a lot of people go, "Are you pro-Palestine?" And they're very like, "Oh, of course we are," but no, we're not. We're not going to say that. We're pro-Palestine the on paper. Yeah, we're yeah. pro-Palestine on paper, we're, but we're not going to criticize Israel. Absolutely, and they're just going to shut down anyone who isn't happy with the Western agenda, or oh, like right. anyone who doesn't uh, agree with. Kind of. Oh well, we want to like adhere to white people. Well, my like, favorite cool. thing is not not being criticized, not criticizing Israel as a concept, but just being like, oh, it's BB. Like, <laughs> it's just Netanyahu that's the problem. Or yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, <clears throat> wrong. How did you feel about um, Trump saying that? Was it Jerusalem? Yeah, Trump well, was saying the Jerusalem wasn't the Palestinian state and it was actually the capital of Israel. Yeah. That caused a doozy. Um, that was pretty bad. And our country, the Simp State, jumped <laughs> on board until <laughs> recently. The Simp State. When, Second musical number. Let's not get Yeah, so... We've only just repealed that. Like when Labor got in, they were like, "Oh yeah, by the way, nah." Our Labor is still not strongly enough against Israel, though. Here's I mean, what's funny: yeah. we no. still follow the US on all of this shit. Oh, absolutely. Here's what's funny. Uh, speaking of that, really reminds me of a story that I want to tell you. It's a very quick one. Um, we went, me and Joe went shopping at at some point, and I was approached by a lady who was like hey where are you from she was the store owner she goes where are you from and i'm like well look if i tell you where i'm really from it's gonna start a political debate and she was like just try me and i told her she goes my boyfriend was palestinian i'm like oh my god was yeah so he's she's not with him now. anymore she, she's, nah. she's not with him and oh, probably okay. yeah her ex-boyfriend is palestinian i was like okay that's a weird coincidence and then uh yeah so she was like anyone who and i was like well i'm glad you, you get it and she goes, ah, oh, like, you know, anyone, we were in Fremantle at the time. She goes, you know what, anyone anyone who will say they're um, not pro-Palestine, so they're not going to be in Fremantle. Like, anyone, in, ever, probably everyone in Fremantle is pro-Palestine from the way that it is. Sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, what is the story? I, yeah, please excuse me. The, Don't you start judging people's yeah. stories right now. No, I just, because... I it, just finished my fast, Cameron. Please I don't. Know, uh, I know you're delirious. I think I the carbs are kicking in. It trailed. It trailed off at the end. Without so speaking oh, yeah. too much for you, I think the point is is that Fremantle is a pretty. Um, it's a pretty the left woke capital of Perth. It's a pretty, uh, pretty Everyone left-leaning, left-leaning city, and it's going to be. If you're Jewish, supportive. get the fuck out. No, yeah. it's no, it's be not. This is said, if you're Jewish, fuck off. Disavow. It is, it is, it it is not the Jewish the, the problem. It's not cool. No, it's the not specific people that are made Israel. Zionist. Thing. Yes. So, yeah. Do you yeah. feel that like Perth is a fairly like? <laughs> I just um, thought of, you know, those Australia, like the, the map of Australia bumper stickers that says, fuck off, we're full, but it just says, fuck off, you're Jewish. Wow. Oh no. Dylan. You no. made something Cut. bad worse. Cut. Oh, <laughs> that's, from the episode. That is impressive. 
So, someone oh someone God. had one of those that I saw and I grabbed a marker and changed it to say, fuck off, I'm racist. No, that's thought, at least accurate. That's fine. I thought that keep was, that I thought that was fine. Keep that no, no, I think but, let's but, put uh, that on the You're trapped because I can't keep that comment in without keeping no, the comment no, that it refers incorrect. to prior. See, what you would do is you'd say, all right, so the bumper, and then it cuts out just telling yeah. you off for saying something horrible, <laughs> and then you just continue. Yeah. Just it's just a five-second cut. Yeah, just have a long bleep. Just a ten-second like long bleep. Yeah. I'm, thinking, like, I'm thinking of an Australia flag with the... <laughs> just all for the a podcast. Through. I, yeah. I feel like Perth is, is very good when it comes to things like protests, because I've been to a multiple. Uh, they're very... Uh, they're very pro-Palestine. They're very pro-Palestine. I've been to protests where there's, like, let's say, like, 500 people in the Palestinian, like wave and you've got like two people just waving tiny little Israel flags. Yeah, that is that is pretty lame. And I, I was yep. going to say there's no pro, like surely there are pro-Israel people here, but there's no pro-Israel protests. No, There's no organised like group of pro-Israel slash anti-Palestine people, but there are there, groups. There of is a at school actually. I don't know where it is, but I remember going to like a uni thing years ago and I just remembered seeing this like one school and at the bottom it said Zionist school. I had to look it up and be like, oh, what? God. <laughs> I know so that was, my, that's such a crazy thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It just my, makes no sense to me. My uni's got a, um, they've got a Palestine and an Israel club. Do they debate? They've got an Israel club. Actually, it may have just Why? been it may have just been the Jewish club. I'll have to verify that. I mean, a Jewish club. Yeah, Jewish, Jewish club is fine. Is, fine. Yeah. Is it Jewish is club? Yeah. I never heard of that. Jewish club is fine, just not in this country. Yeah. <laughs> Shut so up. How do you, so how do you? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How do you feel about things like I don't know if you remember the "I'll Ride with You" movement, which was yes. in yeah, which was. Um, uh, because of, you know, uh, Islamic people being harassed specifically mm-hmm. on public transport yeah, and people uh, using that hashtag to yep. say, you know, I'll ride with you so that you feel safe. And yep. that was an Australian movement. Yep, it was. Do you feel ride like that sort of stuff bitches. is good or is it just kind of performative? Do you feel like any of that really actually benefits in any way? So, yeah, I see the, the concept of the entire thing is quite nice. The fact that you're saying, hey, I'm happy to help or hey i support you just the fact hey i don't think you're going to blow me up on the train absolutely yes so i think it's insane for people to attack you on the chance you have a bomb you are more likely to be shot or stabbed by a white person than blown up by a muslim person yes insanely so much if if every muslim was a terrorist we'd be fucked yeah there's like 1.4 billion of us there'd be no more muslims this spread, um, but yeah, just to go back to Alan, he's actually quite a nice movement. Just, I don't actually know if it got implemented properly, as in people were actually going to ride with these people and stuff like that. But um, I think the premise is quite nice. I think the fact that the advertising towards that campaign was very prominent and people were talking about it. I think it all apparently the person who started that movement saw someone saw someone who wore a headscarf slowly take it off on a train and like Ooh. crying like just That's sobbing oh, yeah. shit. and like she just going like okay I don't want to wear it right now 
it's not it's not the fact that I guess she didn't want to wear it at all. I think it's just the fact that she felt too scared to yeah. wear it. Especially on public transport if she was alone. Which is awful to think that somebody is so afraid to express their religion in a very peaceful the most way. Passive yeah. fucking way possible. Yeah. Like like that'd be like if, if a Christian wearing a necklace had a cross yeah, would just very quietly take it off taking and be like it off and it's it's ridiculous that, that that it had to come to that for that person and you know I can't imagine feeling that way and also feeling um you know just not not able to be safe I guess in your own country or your own city like that is that has to be devastating so like what are your personal experiences both of you from someone who's grown up as Muslim and someone who converted over what are your experiences here in Australia and have you experienced any kind of like prejudice as Muslims as Muslims uh not really on my end mainly because new to it um you still look like a white guy yeah like I'm a very white tall man get a skull cap no there aren't many people (laughs) who would come up to me and be like are you muslim yes well fuck you but if you're like out with allah or if you're um like are there any times where you really like look the part so like you go to because allah's talked about like you go to mosque with her dad occasionally like do you uh do you get like special clothes for it or is there like a you can, some people have them, but you aren't required to. Or right. on the flip side, do you experience any kind of, um, do you experience any kind of, uh, like, sort of, like, I guess, prejudice from people within your community? Yes, on that end, there will be people who will see, like, not at a mosque, luckily, but when walking around, they'll be like, oh, white man with, um, Standing next to Arab woman who's very clear, like Arabic and stuff, and wearing a headscarf, um, they'll be like, "Oh, I bet he's not Muslim, and I bet they're doing stuff that's haram." I'm gonna judgingly stare at them, and usually, if I ever see that, I will wave specifically with my hand that has a ring, because mm-hmm. I'm like, "Hi, I'm so you married." Get, you get Hello. more shade. You get more shade from Muslims. When when guy. walking around in public, not specifically Muslims, just like some people will be out, they're doing it. Well, yeah, on the back of what Cam was saying, is there anything that you feel like you would, that you could wear or do that, you know, would not necessitate you having to like be like, I'm married and like show your hand? Is there anything else that you feel? You're doing the beard. Beats pill playing Arab money <laughs> on a constant loop. Yeah. <laughs> what if you grew the beard without the moustache? Moustache. I'm pretty sure the moustache is part of it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just a Russian. That's an Amish yeah. thing. No, that's like a, a Russian Muslim or like a Chechnyan Muslim kind of deal. Mm. That's a particular part of. See, like, the thing is, he just doesn't like growing a beard. Neither will I let him. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't like beards. that. You don't like beards. I hate beards. Beards are itchy. Like, having a beard is itchy. Like, short hair, I feel oh, it. And I'm like, I, I nah. started growing mine out and I got rid of it because I was like, this. There's a, there's a period in the How's middle. How's yours, Cameron? Is it itchy? I love no. how you. Love how you sh- no. Uh, there's, there's it with like the mic. Yeah, it's just so good. There's a bit between stubble and scruffy where it's. It does get itchy, but once you get over that hump, it's pretty much just like 
It's gravy. It, it is also the fact that where I grow, like below the lip to near like the bottom of the chin, right? Nothing grows. So you don't not get, even like some patch here. It's empty. So you get like bikey beard, where it's like just the sideburns and the upper lip, but no chin. <sighs> yes, that and the way my brothers described it: Asian man in a movie made the by Fu Hollywood. Manchu. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like it's just Ming the Merciless. I would debate it in my head if it was more full and if it was on that spot, but because it's bare, I'm like, it looks wrong, I wouldn't want it, and I don't want to have to go through the itchy stage to have a bad beard. Weak. So... Um, we're, we're heading yeah. towards the end of the, the free episode. So is there something we want to... A question or a comment we want to close out on here before we just hit hit stop and have a quick break and what did your parents think of you converting because my parents yeah because uh you converted for arla didn't you so no of. no no that's what i had no oh, you've been telling fibs word, word around town i no, mean I, I don't know i'm just if saying, saying Arla, <laughs> I, did God. You, I did explain to you well yeah oh my god he's like yeah i did explain to you yes of course there was a satellite situation where he kind of had to convert to be able to marry me but i yeah. told him specifically if you have to convert and not actually believe in it, I'm not going to want to do this. Yeah, of course not. I don't so you wouldn't wa- do it cynically. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't want you to do it just for the sake of marrying me. So I want you to actually find faith. And if you find faith, convert. You don't find faith, we won't. you don't have to convert. And unfortunately, we won't, be, we won't be able to be together long term. And that's okay. We can deal with this. But I don't want you to force yourself to do something that you have to live your entire life doing mm. if you don't genuinely believe. So, mm. no, the mm. answer is he didn't convert for me. No. He I've, did it for you. Yeah. And what did your family think of that? Because you said that your family is non-religious. Yes. They weren't get out of the house. Like, they were very like... <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. They were very, well, if that's what you want to do, that's completely fine. But I feel... Sometimes some of them were like, "Oh, but he'll stop eventually." This they is think a it's phase. A, yeah, they this think it's a phase. phase. Not really my parents. I feel like they're like, "I think he might still just keep doing it." But I feel like some of my siblings maybe they keep offering you beer just to test you. They did that as a joke at first. <laughs> now they don't, but they definitely did it early on. Do you want yeah. to tell them the story about how uh, when you stopped drinking? You felt the difference and you were kind of doing stuff every week, every time you drank? Oh, yeah. Well, okay, This the good part about having converted was I no longer had to drink. Because, yeah, you don't have to drink. You never need to try drink. Try going to a party. Speak in for a, yourself, buddy. Try going to a party in Australia, especially with family who are at least a little bit above light drinkers and who are very, yeah, just drink, just have something, um, and not have a drink. And I don't know why, but I've got a very weak liver or something. So if I have just two drinks, like just two standard drinks, the next day you I would get throb. white girl drunk. I, no, white no, wouldn't drunk. get. I'd never got past tipsy, but yeah. two drinks and nothing else the entire night. Next day, throw a bile. Um, Any more, I would throw up that night. Yeah. Would never get past tipsy, no matter what I had. But I would throw up if so I drank you, more than a little. You're built like a Muslim. You're yes. built like a Muslim. Absolutely, he you're just, he just had this. to happen. You know. Yeah. God was looking at this guy like, you know what? We'll get him. Yeah. And I know exactly how to do it. Well, I, I want to I want to probe you a little bit more on, mm. on how you came to find faith. But let's do that in the premium episode, yeah? Yeah. Just yeah. considering converting. Oh, I, I probably not seriously. I'm too... 
Not, I'm, I'm too absurdist for that. Yeah. See? Absurdist. Mm, absurdist. Absurdist. <laughs> you can be uh, absurdist in Muslim. Yeah, I'm sure there are absurdist uh, Muslims. Oh, actually, so... Um, I'd like a definition of absurdist in the paid version. Let's, let's leave... Yes. So, <laughs> let's, leave the, let's leave the rest of this for the premium. This has we'll, been APFM podcast for men. Thank you very much to our guests who will join us in the premium episode. So if you're not a Patreon subscriber already... Go and do that shit right now. It's patreon.com slash a podcast for men. Give 2% of your income. To, give 2.5%. Do not. Like, if you have a lot of money, that is so much money. 2.5% yes. of your income should go towards. Bill Gates. 2.5% yeah. of your income, Come on, please. thank you. Yeah, you guys would be paid for life. That's You'd be the, fine. That's the big conversion, isn't it? Trying to get billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the ones you need to be targeting. You guys are getting the wrong Let's be the real. People. There probably aren't any Muslim billionaires because you'd have to do a lot of shady shit to become billionaire so who knows anyway. everyone to the premium let's go on to the premium on to the premium thank you see ya bye <laughs>